Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and up until about five years ago, I was just your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever, and the rising within me began. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll join me remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hello. Hello, risers. Welcome back. I am so glad that you have joined me once again for another episode of the Intuitive Rising podcast. I am Amy Brooks, and I'm here to talk a little bit about just some contemplations I've been having as of lately, some things that have been coming in for me, um, some common themes that are showing up in, you know, my daily kind of meditation practice, as well as, you know, messages coming through in client readings. And I wanted to share with you. Um, I wanted to start off by kind of talking about something that I've been contemplating a lot because it's been coming up for me a lot in my own life. Um, this is a two-parter, like there's two parts to this. One is really about the concept of time and the other is about redirection. And so let's start with the concept of time. So this has been coming up for me a lot lately about how, you know, our perception of time changes our experience of it, right? Which is kind of mind-blowing when you really think about it and how we often think we don't have enough time but that if we were able to kind of tap into uh, maybe some mindfulness or some stillness right practices meditations time seems to slow down now I'm sure you've all had different experiences and different memories where time literally feels as if it is slowing down but yet it hasn't or when time feels as if it's speeding up, but yet it hasn't. And what has spirit has been teaching me about this is kind of the lesson around it. And that that feeling of time speeding up can be, or like losing track of time, right? Feeling like you don't have enough time, feeling rushed with time, that that in itself is a sign from spirit, a sign from your spirit to really contemplate the way in which you are living and and using your time and using your time and energy okay so let's build upon this let's start a little bit with story time so I'm going to take you back a couple years I believe around the year 2020 so if you remember from episode two um, I lost my dad in January of 2018 so I'm going to take you back to January 2020. So he had been gone for two years at this point, and I had gone for a walk. So the woods, like other than the ocean, the woods is my happy place, okay? Like around trees, and if it's winter time, especially, I'll be even happier in the woods. And this was in the woods, so I'm going for a walk in a local trail that's close to me, and I have this overwhelming feeling come through that I should take a moment and pause and reflect. And I decided in this moment to kind of have a moment of silence for my dad. So this had been on the two year anniversary of his passing, like the actual day that this 
I was doing this. Um, now this is not normally what I do in the woods because normally I am going into the woods to walk, right? To clear my head, but I don't normally stop. I'm normally going the whole time, but I felt stop. Um, and it was interesting too, because I remember thinking I was going to take a picture or a video of this experience. And I remember hearing in my mind, no, no, put the camera away. Be here now, be in the moment now. I love that term, be here now. It was only recently in like the last probably six months that I discovered the book Be Here Now by Ram Das, a very famous book. Um, but I had never heard that term before and I was like, oh, that's like so impactful, be here now. But I heard that in this moment. And so I decided to take a moment of silence in memory of my dad to honor him. And as I was doing this, a lot of downloads will come in. So you might hear different practitioners, different people talk about downloads. Downloads to me are a feeling of you receiving information from something outside of yourself, right? So it's a little bit different than something that feels familiar. Like it doesn't mean that you, you're not gonna find truth in a download because very often that's why a download comes in is to show you the truth behind something, right? Or to try to direct you towards your truth. But a download to me always feels as if this information is coming from outside of me. And so I'm receiving this information that feels as if it's coming from outside of me. And meanwhile, I'm just kind of standing there, you know, at the, at the edge of a little pond in the woods in the winter, listening to the bird song and just really trying to focus and be here now. And what was coming into my awareness was, isn't it interesting how when you are purposely and intentionally setting aside some time, whether it's 60 seconds or five minutes or 20 minutes, and you take that time and you're intentional and you're in the moment and you're mindful and you set a goal. It's like, okay, this next 60 seconds is for me to be mindful. We do this, you know, it's, it's certain when we are having a moment of silence for different um, things that happen, you know, I'm thinking about Remembrance Day when we do this as well. We do this to show our respects, right? To slow down and to really send our energy. And the intention is always on respect and remembrance, honor, right? But we are in the habit of doing that. Like everybody knows what it feels like to have a moment of silence, okay? But how often do we intentionally choose to do that? Normally we're prompted to do that, right? Because of an event or something. So as I'm doing this, as I'm in the moment, this thought comes in this download. Isn't it interesting how when you slow down and you are in the moment, truly present, 60 seconds seems to slow down. Each second is like tick and you are mindful of every single tick. But time didn't slow down at all. Your perception of time changed or appeared to change simply because 
of your moment of intention and stillness and mindfulness. And isn't it interesting how most of us are running around on autopilot, busying ourselves from here, there, and everywhere, and that we can lose track of hours. Like, whoa, where did the morning go, right? Like we all do that, and the day seems to fly by. And I don't know about you, but because since I've become an adult, my husband and I also all, often rather share about how the years seem to fly by even quicker since we become parents. They're not actually flying by quicker, still 365 days in the year, but we are running from here, there, and everywhere, living on autopilot for the most part. That's the way our world is set up for the most part. So we all are doing this. And the months and the years are just kind of flying by. Like today, first day of a brand new month. Today is February 1st. Today, as I'm recording, and I was thinking about this concept of time this morning, came into my awareness again. I was reminded of the story again, of this experience I had and I was thinking, the reason I think it came in because I went, whoa, it's February 1st. Like, where did that first month of the year go? And Spirit reminded me and I felt, you know what? I want to share this with you. Time is not slipping through our fingers. When time feels as if it is slipping through our fingers, more often than not, it is a signpost from the universe from your higher self, your spirit, that you are running on autopilot. Now, this is not coming from a place of judgment or shame or that you're doing anything wrong. Because, you know, as I just stated, the world is set up for us to live this way. It's not natural for us, though, right? There is a lesson in it. This message about being intentional comes in all the time as well. And about how if we were more intentional, right, with those 60 seconds and we were mindful in that tiny snippet of time that we had available to us, that we would feel as if we had more time, even though the time on the clock did not change. Now, this also just came in a, a similar thought, a similar message came in yesterday when I was recording um, a daily tarot, or sorry, not a daily tarot, a um, February energetic kind of forecast. So I do this, um, this was the first year that I offered it. Um, I offered it in November, sold out in a day. Don't worry, listeners, I will do this again next year. But essentially what it is, is for this these 16 people that signed up for it every single month of 2023, I channel a 10 to 15 minute long message about their month and this is the energy of the month and this is how it may feel to you and hey here's some guidance so that you can best work with it right and so I was doing this yesterday I was I was doing somebody's uh, for the month of February and what came in was very much about being intentional and about I could hear her spirit say don't overwhelm her don't bombard her and tell her to add one more task onto her already full schedule by telling her that she should spend some more time in meditation or stillness right because a lot of us will go oh right and we get overwhelmed with that i do i do i do too 
So what came in as guidance for her was this is not about adding another task to your day. It's about taking a task that you're already doing and deciding in that moment to be mindful. So it's about washing my face, brushing my teeth. I'm doing that anyway every day. It's not adding another task on. But while we're doing it, really focusing in the moment rather than on your to-do list and what you have to do next and what the kids are asking you for, what bill is due, if we're literally just in the moment of brushing our teeth. Now, you can kind of get in the habit of this, like to make this easier for you. This is a practice, okay? Like doing anything, mindfulness, um, getting your, your mind to be open to receive rather than to be, um, you know, actively thinking about what's coming into your mind. That's really what mindfulness is about. It's about being open to perceive something outside of you and or quieting the mental chatter that you are actively thinking about, right? So you can kind of get in the habit of this. It can make it easier for you if you focus on the physical. So as you're brushing your teeth, literally feeling the sensation of the the toothbrush on your teeth, right? Or the water in your mouth or whatever it is. So focus on the physical, actual sensation. And this immediately gets you out of your head and into your body, which will help you become more in flow and in the moment. So um, I want to share that with you because I don't want you to feel overwhelmed or like you have to add a whole new spiritual practice to your day. We are all so, so busy. But what Spirit is telling, teaching me and wants me to share with you is we can add a little bit of intentionality into the already, you know, the things we're already doing. It doesn't have to be anything huge. One of my big messages in life and in my work is to kind of demystify spirituality and the spiritual circle that has been around for a very long time can sometimes be isolating and or alienating. It can feel as if there's a certain way that things have to be done. And if they're not, then you're not doing it right. Nobody can be like, you can't, yes, you can learn to expand your awareness and grow consciously. You can expand your consciousness, of course, through many tried and true, true practices. But you are going to be your best advocate for how you do that. Someone like me can help you with little tips. It's great if you have somebody that's intuitive that would be guiding you because they can intuitively extract how to best do that for you, right? So that's kind of like the example of for this, this person that I was doing the little mini reading for rather than add on a new practice like somebody at a you know a meditation teacher might ask you to do her higher self i was channeling her higher self to say hey do it like this this is how we can do it it's not one size fits all is essentially what i'm trying to say to you so let's get back to this concept of time i want you to practice i encourage you to practice a little bit like this Set your little watch, your Apple watch, or if you're old school and have a little timer, set a 60 second timer and just take a moment to be in that moment. 
Now, what's going to happen at first if you're anything like the vast majority of people is you're going to be thinking about when is the 60 seconds over. You're going to want to check, check your clock. You're going to want to check your phone. You're going to think about things that have to be done in your grocery list. This is normal. This is a practice. But eventually, you will have little snippets and little downloads of things that are coming in that are not your thoughts. You're not actively putting them there. They might feel like you're getting clarity about something, an aha moment, a solution for a problem. We all have access to this wisdom. This wisdom lies within us. We are directly connected to it. We always have been. So in this moment, me standing in the forest, having this moment of silence, I was downloading this information about time, the concept of time. And it kind of went a little bit further to, you actually do have enough time in your life. You feel as if the years are flying by, but it's because you're not in the moment. You don't take enough time to just be. You're so focused on doing all the time. And if you take even tiny pockets, two minutes here and there, you're going to feel as if you actually do have more time. And if you did that consistently throughout your life where you checked in with yourself, right? And you're like, okay, two minutes, five minutes, whatever it is that you do, where you just con consciously in the moment, life feels like you have enough time because you've lived it because you've been in it because you've been aware because you're not running around here there and everywhere with your blinders on to life so I want to share that with you because it actually really impacted me and I think about it quite often and whenever I feel a sense of the time is flying by or I'm feeling rushed I shared last week that feeling rushed is one of my triggers it makes me feel overwhelmed it kind of is like one of those things that gets me spiraling while I'm like oh, I'm running out of time I can't do all the things we have enough time we just really need to work with the concept of time and how we perceive it. You have enough time. I did a reading a couple years ago with a client and it was really, really interesting because when I was connecting to her, it was an intuitive guidance reading. So what an intuitive guidance reading is like a psychic reading. Somebody else might call it a psychic reading. I'm not against the term psychic. In fact, I have embraced it more and more and more over the years. I know I'm psychic. I'm a natural born psychic. I've been psychic forever, like since childhood. And I've always recognized that in myself. And when I started doing this work, I did not use the term psychic because I had to get out of my own limiting self-beliefs about that or fear of judgment of what somebody would think if they read psychic medium Amy Brooks right? Because psychic can hold a connotation, right? It, it holds, it can bring forth a stereotype in your mind, right? And I am not anything like that stereotype. Just a regular person, right? I have struggles. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect and I'm not woo woo. Right. I'm not, I'm not what you picture is basically what I want to say. I don't want to stereotype anyone, but I might not be what you picture. And so I was hesitant to use the term psychic because I was afraid of judgment. I'm no longer afraid of that. I do use it proudly. If you were to look at, like you look me up, it'd be psychic medium, Amy Brooks. And I'm okay with that. But I don't use psychic reading as a descriptor in my intuitive guidance readings. And the reason is because it's so much more than just predictions or this is what I know about you and this is what's going to happen. And I think that's what a lot of us think when we think about psychics, right? Um, I do experience, of course, I experience things like that. I experience uh, past, current, and future information. But I also am somebody that believes the future is not set in stone. The future is constantly a work in in motion. It's There's moving parts with the future. And somebody like me, they could say, I'm, I'm seeing this, therefore my perception is it's an absolute and it's absolutely going to happen. But I don't necessarily buy into the absolute because I feel like we create our future every single day, choice by choice, decision by decision. So I, although I do believe there are things you can't, you know, things that were meant to learn, people were meant to meet, certainly. Do I believe that everything is set in stone? No, I do not. I believe life is a choose your own adventure story. So for me, I think it would be doing you a disservice if I said everything that I see that comes in in the future is an absolute. And the reason be, being is because I don't believe it's an absolute. I believe it's a high probability. I believe it's like that little can that little carrot that's being dangled in front of us and go, you want this and you can have it. And here's how, right? So there's always intuitive guidance that comes in. That's like, Hey, I know this is, this is what you want. Here's how to get it. Here's what to move through to get it. Because there's a reason maybe that you don't already have it, right? What are those things? If I just said, this is going to happen, knowing in my heart of hearts that for the most part, your daily actions and your choices and decisions are creating that outcome. I might be doing you a disservice. So yeah, that's why I call it intuitive guidance. It's so much more than a psychic reading. So I was doing one of these readings and I was connecting to this client's energy. And we brought through all this amazing current stuff where she needed some guidance. And then I was like, I feel this is, I said, this is really interesting. And it's actually, this was the first and only time this has ever happened in the four years that I've been practicing. She's, I said there, it, it's like your older self is here. Like your elderly self, like your old lady self. And she's like, really? And I was like, Yeah. You know, and I guess it's really not unusual because I connect to, to inner children, like your inner child or you when you were a child and the things that 
happened, right, or the things about you. So I guess that's not too unusual that I would connect to someone's elderly self, but it was the first and the only time that this has ever happened. And essentially what came through, there was like a bunch of stuff of what, you know, this person was capable of and where she can go and, and what can happen in her life if only she A, B, and C. And this was really impactful for me because I thought, wow, you know, that's, that's so true. The future is unfolding step by step, stone by stone every single day. And it really is a choose your own adventure story. And the next thing she told me really made an impact and has never, ever, ever left me. And I actually think about it any anytime I feel like I get in my head or I'm overthinking something. What she said is, to the soul, you are never too old and it is never too late. When you have things to do in your life, right? It doesn't matter when you do them. It just matters that you do them. That's all it matters. Is that you, and it's it's more often than not embodying a certain essence or a certain value or a certain energy than it is about actual tangible things that you're doing. So if you're, if you're like people ask me all the time, Amy, what is my purpose? Right. And I know that this is something people want to know about. Um, by the way, if you're interested in this information, I do offer higher self readings and that will absolutely tap into your purpose. But I do kind of want to debunk this concept of purpose. So a lot of us are like, what's my purpose? And we're thinking to ourselves, it's going to be a specific job, a specific role, a specific responsibility, and that's my purpose. So people want to hear things like, your purpose is to be a nurse, right? And if they're a nurse already, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's so validating, you made the right decision. But what spirit gives me is that it's not so much to do with the actual thing that you're doing. It's more about the embodiment the, the feeling, the emotion, the value, the essence, the energy that's behind that thing. You know, we've, I'm sure you've heard of people that have like, um, maybe they felt like their parents pressured them into taking a certain thing in school. Maybe there's there's been people that have gone to medical school because their parents wanted them to be a doctor and they went and then they they just gave up. They they graduated and they're like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to do that. My heart's not in it. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this core value or this essence. You will know, right, when you are embodying your purpose. It has nothing to do with a job, although you can express it at a job or and your job can help you embody it. Absolutely. But it's not just about that specific job or role. So your purpose is connected to, like I said, this core essence or value. And it's something that I am able to tap in to people through their energy and their energy body. And I'll share with you what mine is. So mine is connection. So my higher self gave me this exercise to do. And I will share it with you in case it's something that you're interested in doing. Because all of this information is available to you. You already know it. It's about uncovering it in some cases. It might be about trusting it in others. So maybe in others are like, I, I know this about myself. I know 
what my purpose is. I know what excites me and where I'm, what direction I'm supposed to go, but I don't trust it, right? So hearing it from a third party helps sometimes. But if you're somebody that just kind of wants to get clarity on it or you want to uncover it in the first place, something that might be helpful to do, I know it was helpful for me with this connection word. So the connection word came to me when I tapped into my own energy and asked, what is your core essence, your core value? What are you here to do? What's your ripple effect? What is it? And the word connection came in. And so I said, okay. And then I was kind of like, you know, thinking about it, contemplating it. And then my higher self, my spirit guide stepped in and said, Amy, here's a way and exercise that will help you get to that on your own. And you will feel more confident in it. And I said, okay, great. And I give this to people often and they always tell me that it works. So if you sit down, you know, I like, I'm a, I'm a pen and paper gal. I'm always gonna, I'm always going to be that way. And I just find there's something about writing things down yourself but if you're somebody that wants to type it out on your phone it's up to you but what you'll do is you'll just kind of take a few moments you need to be in a in a in a headspace for this right um where you're going to take a few deep breaths and you're going to ask yourself reveal to me you know think about all the times in life where things were going super well like, what are those core memories where you're like, life was absolutely perfect in an ideal world. Like, these were these moments, these memories that are burned into my memory as being amazing. They might be simple, everyday memories. They might be big, big ones. It doesn't matter. Don't overthink it. Get it out on paper. You might get three. You might get five. You might get ten. It doesn't matter. Allow yourself to be guided and just get the things that come to your mind out on paper. Don't overthink, oh, this was just like a little minor moment. Like, why would this be a big thing? If it's coming into your head when you're asking this question, it is. It's part of it. Get it down on paper. Now, if you have the time and energy and headspace and you want to go back and do the next part at the same time, like following it, you can. You can take a breather if you want. You're going to do the same thing, but you're going to think about the times that were not great. The times that life felt like they were falling apart. The times when you felt really low, whatever they were. Remember, don't overthink it. What comes to mind? I would give yourself like maybe five minutes on each of these lists. Because, I mean, you could be there for a long time if you don't have some sort of, you know, parameter. So give yourself five minutes and see what comes out. Okay, now what you're going to do is you're going to look for a common thread. Something's going to pop out at you that there's some commonality, some similarity between all of those good times. Something in common. It might be super obvious. Usually it is, but it's okay if it takes a little time for you to go. What is similar about all of these things? And do the same thing with the other list. And you'll see a common thread. And when I did this, I discovered that all of the times when I felt high on life, everything was going well. I was super, I was feeling very, very, very connected to other people. That was earlier in life when everything was about the other person. Right, I shared this in 
episode two is all about my role to the other person and being connected to the other person and feeling like we were at a good place and, you know, everybody was happy. And then I saw, I saw the list evolve and in the last few years, the things that I talked about were when I felt connected to myself. Either way, the common thread was connection. Connection to, you know, others, connected to Connection, uh, sorry, connection to self could be connection to the bigger picture. Maybe it's a moment where you're like camping and you're, you're um, camping under the stars and you just have this overwhelming moment of awe and wonder where you feel so connected to every, to the world, to every living thing. Maybe it's a moment like that. And so when I reflected on the, the, the bad list, I say this with quotation marks, the not-so-ideal aligned times in my life. The common thread was disconnection. I did not feel connected to myself. I felt lost. I didn't know where to go. I felt disconnected from somebody else. So this validated within me connection, connection, connection. So moving forward, when I make decisions, I try to ask myself, is this going to help me? feel connected it's it's my it's my barometer for everything if i do this does it foster does it help foster my need and my purpose of connection because if not or if i'm not sure it's a no for now and that's a beautiful segue to where i was going and where i want to end and that is about this concept of redirection actually being direction. I want to share a story with you. I, as you guys know, if you listen to episode two, um, we relocated 10 years ago this year to where I live now. Um, it was for my husband's job and I was not a happy camper, right? Because it wasn't my choice and it was sprung on us kind of last minute. It wasn't something I ever thought that I would want to do. Um, but I also had this moment of clarity that there was a reason for this and it was meant to be. And that kind of gave me hope. And, you know, it's not, it's not like I had a choice in the matter. I had to go anyways. But it made me feel more at peace with it. So that's been 10 years. Okay. And for the last few years, I've been feeling more settled where I am. Now, part of this, I believe intuitively, is connecting is connected to my having our third and final baby here in this city. Actually, in not in this house because we moved a year after he was born, but he was born at home, and actually, the home we lived in was about ten houses down the street. So he was born here. And something about that, I feel, anchored me and rooted me in place. Now there's roots here, there's connection here. And I felt like that was part of it. There's also time, right? And, you know, as time goes on, we get more used to things. We learn lessons. Um, you know, we settle in a little bit. The moments of homesickness aren't as frequent Maybe. 
But I know for the first couple of years, it was pretty constant homesickness. But I also know that I wasn't doing myself any favors because I was intentionally keeping myself in that space. You know, like I had a calendar and I literally would check it off day by day. One day closer to moving back home. One day closer to when life starts all over again. That's literally how I framed it. Is it any wonder that I was miserable? One day closer until I can resume my life. As if my life was not happening already where I was. That's where I was in my head and in my heart. And it wasn't a fun place to be. And I probably wasn't that fun of a person to be around. <laughs> um, and so, you know, time goes by and I felt like I was more settled. And like I said, I do, I do kind of credit that a little bit to giving birth here and having a baby here. And then we had the opportunity come up. Do you, so my husband was in the military. He just recently retired after 24 years. So let's give him a little clap. Um, amazing, amazing service. Um, he had this opportunity a few years ago. Do you want to stay where you are? Like, do you want us to keep your posting here? Or would you like to be posted back to my home? my hometown. And it was really surprising to me because I was given this choice. So now I got the choice. I always wanted the choice. I was given the choice. And we decided, and it came pretty quickly too. We decided we would stay for a couple more years. Now this was surprising to me and it was surprising to him when I said, oh, you know what? I, I think I'm okay with staying another few years. It was surprising to my friends and family who had been listening to me wine for seven or eight years and that was a turnaround time for me that was some something had shifted within me because I'm like whoa like that was a decision that I would not have made before what's happening but I also need to trust it now this is probably not surprising that it's around this time that I am really developing and and opening up my awareness right this is around the time that I realized I was a medium it was about a year I mentioned my dad passed away in 2018 January 2018 but things were happening in 2017 I believe this kind of shift was starting in 2017 and actually 2017 was the year that we were asked this question my son was born in 2016 um so I I definitely knew something was shifting I almost had this deep confusion between is it better to stay here or is it better to go back? Like when the option comes again, is it better to go back? Which really threw me for a loop because I'm like, what is happening? I was so sure of this. But, you know, I know that redirection is direction. I know that we're not when we're not clear. It means not yet. It might be not ever. It might be not yet, but it's, it's certainly not a hell yeah, right? And I knew when I was at, asked that question, do you want to stay here or do you want to go back? And it wasn't a hell yeah, that it was a redirection. 
And so after that, a few years later, uh, you know, we're kind of starting and making plans a little bit about my husband's retirement. So he knew he was wanting to release after a certain amount of time in the military, wanted to try some different things. He's still relatively young. You know, we're both in our early 40s here. So it's kind of like, oh, my goodness, retired. But, you know, not retired from everything, but um, wanting to try something new. And... So we're making kind of, we're making plans and I'm really weighing this decision about where is the best place to end up. And ultimately I came to this decision. I feel in my heart we're meant to go back. So I got that clarity. I didn't have it when we were asked about the posting, but now I have it. So I felt much better about it. So we start, you know, we talked about manifestation before, right? We start date, we start, we made the decision. That's the, that's the number one important, most important thing when you start your manifesting about anything that you want to do. And please know that manifesting sometimes happens instantaneously. Sometimes it takes years. In my case, 10 years. Deciding, number one thing, number one, decide, declare it. You know, line in the sand, this is what I want. Number two, this is my formula, by the way, I call it the four D's of manifestation. So we're going to decide and we're going to declare. And then we're going to daydream. We're going to think about it. We're going to imagine how it feels as if it's already happening. It's really good to focus on the feeling part of this. The universe wants to know the why. It's not just about, I want to live here. I want to have this. Why? The universe begs the question, why? Why do you want to go back home? Why? Get clear on your why. And perhaps earlier in this time period I'm speaking about, I wasn't clear on my why. Remember, if I didn't hear a hell yeah, it was a not yet or not now or maybe not ever. But I knew it wasn't right now. This is the beauty in learning to trust your intuition and knowing that Uncertainty sometimes can just be redirection. Feeling stuck can sometimes just be redirection. Not getting the thing you want when you want it can be redirection. And redirection is direction. Not getting something you want can be help. It can be guidance. The gift of hindsight, right? We all have that thinking about, I'm thinking about, say like that relationship I talked about that I had, and I thought I was going to die when it ended. I didn't think I would survive that. I'm like, how can I go on? How can I go on and live? How can I go on and love again? Like I, I thought that life was over in that moment. I really, truly did. But now from where I stand, I look back and I go, thank you universe for that redirection Because the things that I have and the things that I am and the things that I'm becoming very likely would not be if that hadn't happened. Life could have been very, very, very different. So if I could urge you to do anything, it's just begin to think about redirection, a stop sign, a crossroads, as direction what's it trying to tell you 
let's finish with the four D's of manifestation and finish with my story. So after the declaring and the deciding and the daydreaming, right, where we're really feeling it, focus on your why, then we do, we do the thing. We take some sort of actionable step. In my case, it was I'm deciding, yes, we're going to go back. Why? I decided why. In my heart of hearts, that's where I belong. In my heart of hearts, despite any relationship I have with anybody there, despite any expectations I have of what that may be, even if none of that happened, I still want to go back. So I got really clear on my why. The why was me. The why was my sense of belonging. Nothing to do with anyone else or my expectations of what it would be like. Then we took some baby steps. So we started to plant the seeds about this potential retirement and relocation. And there was a, without getting too personal about this, there was an ideal way to retire versus a subpar way to retire. And it, it took a few years to come to fruition. But in the spring of 2021, so a year and a half ago, after about a year and a half, two years of planting the seeds, right? And taking the baby steps and deciding the opportunity to return came. And I was like, oh, finally, right? Finally, the manifestation has arrived. And I started to get really excited and I was making plans in my head. And we had this decision made that we were going to put our house up for sale in early 2022 and be totally relocated back to my home province in the summer of 2022. But that didn't happen, did it? Because here I am, not in my home province again. We're now in February of 2023. So what happened? Well, what happened was a lesson again in redirection and also in me really, really, really learning how my intuition feels and what my intuitive voice feels like. So last Christmas, so I don't mean the one that just went by, I mean 2021 Christmas, that week in between Christmas and New Year's, um, my husband's birthday is in that week, and I, we went for a drive, and we got his birthday Starbucks, and we're like driving around country roads, because that's what we like to do, and he said to me, kind of, it felt out of the blue, because it didn't, I, like, I didn't foresee it coming, he said, what do you think about not going this summer and waiting until next year. And I would think <laughs> my immediate response would be, hell no, I've been here for nine years. We talked about this. We had a plan. You gave me my word. No. But it wasn't. And that surprised me. I had a moment. I didn't, I didn't even get emotional. Like normally I'm like somebody that runs, you know, hot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm passionate in both ways. Right. Um, I, or I get really quiet if I'm kind of ticked off or if I'm annoyed about something or what have you. And I just said to him immediately with like, without even a second, I said, could you give me a couple of days to think about this? And I think that kind of took him back a little bit because he was I think he was expecting me to go now hope hoping probably sitting on his fingers like I hope she says yes but didn't expect me to 
And I was like, can you give me a couple of days to think about this? And he was like, yeah, like no problem. Sure. Where is this? Like, where's this person coming from? And so I took a couple of days. It only took a couple of days. And I clearly heard, wait until next year. Tell him you'll wait till next year. And it didn't come in with emotion. It came in very neutral. Remember I said, your intuition is that it's, there's a neutrality with it. It's not overwhelmed with emotions. It's just kind of like, no, yes, stop the car, right? Whatever it is, it's neutral. So I just heard it this neutral, had no feeling. It wasn't like wrapped up in emotions. And I thought, whoa. And also it wasn't the thing that my heart or my mind wanted. But I also knew in my bones it was truth and it was the right thing to do. And I feel like I needed to learn that. This is what it feels like to be unattached from something or the ability to observe something with a sense of neutrality. You know, like if you were listening to two people having a conversation, you would have that observer part, right? Like picture two people on the bus having an argument and you're like, you're listening and you're like, I can clearly see that this person is reading into this or this, whatever. Like you come to your own conclusions, but you're not like emotionally attached to that outcome to them or to what they're talking about. So you're an observer. And in this moment, I felt like I was being an observer, which is what your intuitive voice is. It's a guide. That's not based on your ego. It's not filtered through your ego. It's not filtered through your wants and your needs. It's, it knows what's best. It's that road sign that's like this way, detour, even though you're like, shit, this is going to add an extra 30 minutes to my time. It added an extra year to my time. But I knew it was the best thing to do. And now, now here we sit in February. And now shit is getting real, my friends, because now we are decluttering, we're throwing stuff out, we're starting to pre-pack, right? So that, like things that we don't need out and about from now until the summer. Um, and also so that it's easy to unpack on the other end because it'll be all organized. We're doing that. We're doing a few little minor renos. We've been in contact with the realtor on that side and this side. And the realtor from here messaged one day last week and was like, hey, I have somebody that's interested already. Can you, are you ready to show? And we were like, oh my God, right? We haven't yet. We're hopefully going to do this next week. But I'm sharing this because shit is getting really real. And I want to be honest with you about how I've been feeling. I just looked down and it, I've been recording for 51 minutes and 51 seconds. So I do those little winks from the universe, right? The little, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, now that shit's getting real and we're making concrete plans and it's actually happening. Now I'm getting in my head where I'm like, is this the right thing to do? Am I making a colossal mistake? And it's throwing me for a loop. Even though I know this makes sense. If I can take an observer role about this, right? A step back. This makes sense for me because I see this time and time again in my interactions with clients when I am giving them intuitive guidance or I'm connecting to a loved one in spirit and they might be asking about a certain something or 
you know, basically the the sentiment that comes through is that when you make a major life decision, a major choice, when you're at that crossroads and you make a brave decision, you're like this thing, I've decided there's a line in the sand. This is what I'm doing. We expect instant relief. Oh my God, thank God. I made the decision. Like, oh, I'm so relieved. And sometimes we get it immediately and like things are better and we're in a better place and we're like, yeah, like we, we have that validation that we made the right choice. But more often than not, we don't get that immediately, right? How often have you made a big decision and then all of a sudden you start doubting yourself and you're like, oh my God, I think I made a mistake. And then you start distrusting your, your inner knowing because you're like, Oh no, if this was really right for me, then I wouldn't feel this. I would feel relief. Why? Well, this is what I learned. And this is what I am thinking about all the time as I'm moving through this energy myself personally. When you make a big life change, make a decision, the energy that kept you in the old place in the old decision, the old choice literally needs to be shedded. You need to release it. It needs to go away. And part of this happens with the decision making, right? And then as you move into the new decision, there's a new energy, there's a new frequency attached to that decision. You're a different person in that decision than you were in this decision. So of course the energy is going to change. And energy needs to be integrated. And that takes time sometimes. So we're not always going to get that instant relief when we make the big decision. I know for me, often I make the big decision and then I get in my head and I'm like, oh my God, I made the wrong decision. So I'm reminding myself that this energy I know in my heart of hearts I know in my gut I know in my intuition this is the right decision and this energy just needs to be integrated I'm releasing the old I am integrating the new but not only that the fears that bubble up and surface the what-ifs and the doubts and the oh I made the wrong decisions are purposeful and let me tell you why it's because those are fears of yours in some way, right? I can't trust myself. I can't make the right decision. There's too many uncertainties here. There's too many variables. I can't trust myself. There's some sort of fear. And that fear needs to be released in order to fully integrate this new energy of this new decision, this new place. And fears can't be released unless they're activated, right? You can be afraid of a roller coaster Right, but not be screaming and have heightened anxiety if you're not on a roller coaster. The fear needs to be activated in order to be released fully. So in this case, the fear and the doubts and the un uncertainties and the what ifs need to come to the surface so that I can let them out. Going back on my decision and deciding, okay, I can't trust myself. Let's wait some more time because I have these doubts would be the absolute wrong thing to do right now because then I'm moving back to the old energy. So that's not the right thing to do for me. 
And I know that, but it's still hard when you're going through it. I hope you enjoy this. I hope it resonates with you. I'm happy to have shared a bit more of my story with you. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week and I will see you again very soon. Keep rising. Bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode here of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join the community, please join us over on Facebook and search for the Intuitive Rising community. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.